you ain't got no right to praise God. Let me tell you something. When he washed you in his blood and he filled with, with your spirit, you think that Jesus didn't know that you would mess up. He knows it's going to happen. But he gave you getting up power. And you know what? The Holy Ghost is the spirit of adoption. I'm his child. Your kid ever do something wrong and you disown him? Might have whooped him. Might have grounded him. But you know what? He still had the right to call on my name. He still had a right to sit at my table. I'm telling you, the enemy's trying to convince you you ain't got you adopted, you're a child of the king. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. You got a right to praise him. You got a right to call on his name. You got a right to lift your voice. Don't you let him steal it through false accusation. God don't love you no more. God don't need you no more. God won't use you no more. False accusations. He's a liar and the father of it, and there is no truth in him. Let me tell you something. You got every right to make your way back to his house, to make your way back into his embrace. You got every right to call his name. And if anybody asks, you can still say, I am a child of the king. I might not be perfect, but I'm working on it. (laughs) And he's working on it. Oh, everybody in the house, lift your hands now. Come on. Come on. There don't need to be a solid soul in this building right now. But you need to be lifting your voice. You need to let God hear you. Move your mouth. Move your lips. You let something come out. In the name of Jesus, speak it out to him. Call on him. He loves you. He died for you. Call on him. Call on him. Let the Holy Ghost talk. Oh, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, God's restoring souls right now. Keep an atmosphere of praise and worship going. Prayer. God's restoring souls. I can promise you. I can promise you this. God's not against you. The Bible says, and if God be for us, even if He's disciplining us, He's not against us. He's for us. It's for us to be better. If He's correcting us, it's just so that we can be better. God is not against you. Precious, precious, precious soul. If God be for us, then who can be against us? So you can't have my breakthrough, my family, my healing, my peace. You can't have it. And I don't care what you throw at me. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Because the King of Kings... The creator of all things loves me and he's for me. And I'm going to stand on the word today. We are not of those who draw back unto perdition, but we are of those who believe unto the saving of the soul. I'm sticking with God. What you tell him that? Won't you let let him know, Lord? I'm sticking with you. I'm staying with you. I know I am a mess. I know I am a basket case. I know that I uh, struggle on my best day. I feel like I'm struggling. But you know what, God? I love you, and you love me. And you're not done. It's not over. I'm not finished. I'm not out. It, I still got things to do and things to say and things to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything you go through, every victory you win, and every test you fail, it simply builds your testimony. The world believes in if they fail, just quit. But a child of God believes if I fail, I get up and I keep going. That's the difference. That's power. 
That's the Lord. That's who you are. You keep going. That's who you are. You keep going. You don't quit. Anybody can quit. We're not just anybody. We're children of the King. Mm. Could you lift your hands to Him one more time? Let's just pray. I'm going to preach a little bit. We're going to pray right quick and just let you get to your seat. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessings today. Thank you for the lives you're restoring in this house. Little by little, step by step, God making us better. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for not kicking us to the curb. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you for mercy and grace and compassions that fail not. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can find your seat. Again, thank you for being here. I know time's moving. It's all right. I'm going to not be long. I'm just going to get to the point. I feel like I'm tag teaming into or tagging on to a little bit of my lesson from this morning. Didn't realize they were going to run kind of close together, but it's all right. Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons, be bondmen. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, shut the door upon her and her sons, and brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. I want to preach from verse 2 today. And the prophet said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid has not anything in the house save a pot of oil. I want to preach on this for just a few minutes. What's in your house? What's in your house? Would you pray for me for just a moment when we get ready? Pray that we can just get this message to you today. Precious Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to speak to these precious people today. And I feel like you want to help someone in this house. God, today let us receive your word into good ground that we can be better and be more of what you've called us to be. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand. Can I a praise in this house today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we've been shouting and praying and carrying on, and, but don't, don't, don't give up on me yet. Let's, let's preach for just a little bit.
the man of God asked this woman, What do you have in your house? Tell me what's in your house. It's important to take inventory of ourselves as children of God. Because we're going to face things in this life that we've got to be victorious over. You need to know what you've got in your house. There is a man, a young man, well he was a young man, by the name of Danny Simpson. Back in 1990, at just the young age of 24, he decided to make a decision to kind of fix his situation. He was broke, needed money. And so he decided, I'm going to rob a bank. He owned one gun and he put it in his jacket and went to the bank and relieved the teller of $6,000. But he was caught. And he ended up spending six years in jail. The funny thing is, is they took Danny to jail but they took his gun to the museum. He, he owned a 45 Colt semi-automatic that was made by Ross Rifle Company in Quebec City in 1918. The gun was worth $100,000. If he had just known what he had in his house, he would have known that he had what he needed. He didn't realize that he could have just went and sold that gun and never had to step outside the law to try to fix his situation. But I want to tell you, saints, that when we don't realize the value of what we have in our house, the Bible says we have a treasure in earthen vessels. And when we don't realize the value of what we have, if we don't realize the power of what we have in this house, we'll start stepping outside the word trying to fix our situation. It don't never work. It'll end up putting you back in bondage. It'll end up putting you back in in a place you don't want to go. It'll put you away from God. You need to know the value of what's in your house. There's a scripture that I, I think about, quote to myself often, and, and have versed it here at church many times. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed daily. It doesn't matter how big or strong this outside man is. He is constantly on the way out. But God has made provision that the inward man, that eternal man, that born again soul is renewed daily. I've got a source in this house that's new every day. He don't get old. He don't get tired. His back don't bother him. He don't have trouble with his joints and he don't have trouble staying awake. Let me tell you, that inward man, he's renewed. He's just as good as he was the day before. He's renewed every day. Man, you need to realize that God's put something inside of you. And you're going to go through trials and tests and it'll wear on your body and it'll wear on your mind. But there is something inside of you that'll keep you going. How do you think Paul was able to say, I have finished my course after being stoned, after being beaten, after being shipwrecked, after being hated by his own countrymen? 
How you think he stood it? Because even though his outward man would perish daily, the inward man was renewed. There was something going. There was a power source inside of him. I'm so glad today that I've got the Holy Ghost living inside of me. I'm asking you what's in your house. Anybody going through a trial or test? Anybody got situations you're facing? Anything you're struggling with today? I'm asking you, what's in your house? This woman was in desperation. She had a, she, she had a, a husband that was deceased. She had two sons living with her and she was in debt. The creditors were coming to take her children away. She had a need and she started crying out to God. I need you to do something. He said, what shall I do for you? You need to tell me what you got in your house. I think a lot of times, whenever we ask God, we cry out, said, I need your help. He said, what do you got in your house? But too many times we're like this woman and we don't see the value. We don't even realize we never even thought about it being there. She didn't come carrying that pot of oil with her. It didn't say she, she didn't until she was prompted to think about it. But that oil was there during the good times. And it was there in the bad times. What do you have? Well, I don't have anything. Just this pot of oil. I think that's the way that God feels we treat the Holy Ghost sometimes. I don't have anything but this pot of oil. Don't you devalue what you got. Don't you put, uh, don't you, don't you lower the value on what you got? Don't you understand that's the spirit of the living God? Don't you understand that what you got in your house is enough to see a miracle? If all I have is this Holy Ghost that God gave me, I have got enough to see a miracle. She didn't have nothing but a pot of oil, but it was enough to provide. It was enough for the miracle. It was enough to fill vessels. It was enough to take care of her debt. It was enough for her to live on. Honey, what she had in her house was what caused her to see the miracle. You got to quit acting like you're nothing. You got to keep quit acting like you're washed up and done. God has put something inside of you that's renewed every day. What's in your house? The man of God just turns around. So what do you got? I need you to help me. Well, what can I do? What do you got? Have you got faith? Have you got trust in God? Have you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you? Oh, that's right. God gave me the Holy Ghost so I could lose. He gave me the Holy Ghost so I could quit, so I could give up. He gave me the, the spirit that adopts me to him that's going to pull me out of the ground one day if that happens. He just gave me that spirit, told me how comforting it was, how power that comes with it, what I could do. He gave me the Holy Ghost so I could lose. God equipped us so we would not lose. God equipped us so we would be more than conquerors. God equipped us so we could overcome. God equipped us so we could endure hardness as a good soldier. God equipped us so we could endure to the end and be saved. God equipped us so nothing could separate us from him. God equipped us. He put something in our house so we could see a miracle. What's in your house? And do you know what it can do? Hey, guess what? It can do more than just talk in tongues. It can do more than just raise the hair on the back of your neck. It can do more than just make you run around the room. But it can get you through. It can get you through trials. It can get you through tests. Do you know what you've got in your house? 
oh, just a pot of oil. Is that all it is? Is that all that it is? It's miracle. That, oh, that miracle started somewhere, and it started with what she had in her house. The prophet told her, you're going to take this oil. You're going to pour out what you have. She didn't borrow oil. She borrowed vessels. She already had what she needed for the miracle. That was enough. And it cleared her debt and provided a living. In other words, she was renewed day by day by the miracle. You feel knocked down? Come on, you can amen that. You feel stomped on, beat up? You feel like the enemy has ripped your heart out and kicked it through the uprights? Then tell me what's in your house. You feel like you're on the losing end right now? Well, tell me what's in your house. You feel desperate? Then tell me what's in your house. Are we children of God or not? Are we Holy Ghost filled or not? Do these signs follow them, them, them that believe or not? Is there real supernatural Holy Ghost power living inside this earthen vessel or not? Because if it ain't, we might as well all shut the door, lock it up, turn out the lights and quit. But honey, I got something real. I got something from heaven. I got something that's going to keep me. I got something that's going to take me out of here one day. I'm trying to find out today what's in your house. I know you got trials. I can see the storms in your life, but what's in your house? What's in your house? Romans 8 and 11 said, but if the spirit of him, check this out. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, in this house. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. If what's in my house can raise the dead, then you better know this. I'm getting up too. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. Honey, let me tell you, if it can raise the dead, if it can turn in corruption to incorruption. It can pick you up out of your mess. It can get you through your trial. It can get you through your test. It can help you stand on your worst day. Let me tell you, if it can raise the dead, if it's going to take me to heaven one day, it can keep me while I'm here. What I'm trying to figure out is what's in your house. Sometimes we get like Joshua. We lose a little battle, and we lay on our face throwing dust on our head. And God looks down and says, get thee up. You can't do that. I didn't design you to lay down on your face and quit. You act like I can't help you. What are you doing? Sometimes we want to run and hide in a cave, and then we get that question Hey, what are you doing here? What you doing here? Hey, hey, man of God, don't you know what's in your house? Hey, Joshua, don't you know what's in your house? Hey, brother, hey, sister, don't you know what's in your house? I know it's tough. I know it's hard. I know it gets uh, scary sometimes, but don't you know what's in your house? The disciples freaked out because they were in the middle of a storm and water was coming in the boat, but didn't. 
Hey, don't you realize what's in your boat? <laughs> Didn't you realize what you had right there with you? You think that he's going to let that boat sink with him in it? You think he felt like swimming? Well, he could have walked on water. Well, then why didn't he? He said, I'm going to nap through this. It's not a big I got this. If I'm here, it's going to be all right. Let me tell you, you got it, and it's going to be all right. Oh, God, don't you care? I'm about to perish. Don't you know I hadn't left you? I know sometimes he's silent, and sometimes we can't hear what he's saying, but it's enough. We ought to know, don't you know that I'm here? God, don't you care? I'm about to perish. Don't you know I hadn't left? Don't you know I'm still there? Don't you know I promised you I'd stay with you to the end of the world? Don't you know that? Don't you know I said that I finished what I started in you? Don't you know the gifts and calling of God without repentance? Don't you know what my word says? What's in you? What's in your house? You know, we talk about the scripture. The man of God said, I hid the word in my heart so I wouldn't sin against you. And we think, well, I need the scripture so I won't steal or lie. Well, you do. But that all starts with faith. And the Bible says that anything that is not faith is sin. So when he tells me I hid his word because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, he's telling me I hid it in there so I won't be faithless. So that in my darkest time, I won't quit. In the worst trial of my life, I won't back up on God or, or walk out on him, but I will stick with him. I'll trust his hand. I'll trust his mercy. You know, it's easy to call out on him, you know, uh, when we feel like, hey, everything's great. I'm doing good, but all of a sudden I fall out. Well, I'm crying out because, man, I'm, I'm a good, you know, I, I'm, I, pray, I play for first string. You know, I'm, I'm a first string saint, you know, get me. It's when we that, feel like that third string saint, we don't feel worthy of his mercy. But you got to trust his mercy as much as you trust his healing power. You got to trust his forgiveness as much, much as you trust that Holy Ghost that's inside. You got to trust that. I'm asking you what's in your house because this world is being shaken and your world is being shaken and anything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. And you can believe it. The scripture says there's coming a time where people will fall away. I don't want to fall away. I don't want to quit God. It says if it's possible, the very elect's going to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be wrong. I want to stay on the straight and narrow. But what I'm asking you is what's in your house? I got a need. I got something It's desperate. It's just, you don't know the situation. What's in your house? For God can work with you sometimes, he needs to know what's in your house. One man came to the disciples, cast this devil out of my kid. Couldn't do it. Jesus gets there. I asked your disciples to do this. They couldn't do it. But if you can do anything, he asked the Lord. He said, but if you can do anything, have mercy on us. And God turned it around on him and said, if you can believe, all things are possible. Hey, fellow, what's in your house? He dropped down his knees and said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. God took care of the situation. Sometimes he wants to know what's in your house. I put it there. What are you doing with it? You think God don't remember filling you with the Holy Ghost? He knows what should be there. 
So he, he asked the question that any question Jesus ever asked, he already knows the answer to. So, uh, you know, so you can't squirm around and get out of it. You might as well just go ahead and answer him. He knows that he filled you with the Holy Ghost. He knows what comes with that. He knows what people can do with it. And so he wonders, what's in your house? Do you know what you've got? Do you know what it can do? And if it can raise the dead, it can raise you. You've got getting up, throwing down, overcoming power. Yeah, I said throwing down. We used to use that word. We're about to throw down. You got Holy Ghost throwing down power. It says pulling down strongholds. Well, throwing down, pulling down, whatever you want to say down. But you're about to go down. I'm not being beat by anything less. And you know what? There ain't nothing greater than God. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. There ain't nothing greater than the Holy Ghost in you. I will not be beat by a lesser, weaker opponent. I am not going to be beat by something that God gave me overcoming power. I'm not going to lose to this world. I'm not going to lose to my flesh. I'm not going to lose to the devil. I'm not going to lose to anything that God has already given me power over. I'm telling you, I got the Holy Ghost. I was raised to walk in the raised to walk in the newness of life. Old life, I can understand it. Pre-Jesus, man, you get kicked, beat, stomped, and you quit. But now there's something else in this house. Now there's something else going on in this vessel. It ain't just that old spirit of, of man. It ain't just that spirit of life that, that's going to die one day and be lost if it don't know God. This is the Holy Ghost. God said, I'll put my spirit inside of you. I'll put my spirit inside of you. Do you know what's in your house? Jesus was teaching this lesson before he ever left and, and sent the Holy Ghost to us. In Matthew 14 and 15, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. Time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Which I guess that's like vittles. I don't know. Uh, food. But Jesus said unto them, they don't have to depart. You give them to eat. And they said, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. That's all we got. We just got, this is all we have. They ain't got to go nowhere. There's a need. Hey, Lord, send them somewhere other than here. They ain't got to go nowhere. You give them to eat. We don't have anything but five fish. There's over 5,000 people here. There's over 5,000 people here. This is all we got. He said, bring it to me. Just, just bring, it, bring it here to me. Bring it here. He took it, fed over 5,000 people, women and children, not even included in that number, and they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. It's not about what you see. It's about what it is. Because when you look with your eyes, all you see is limitations. We can't even feed this group right here with what we got. We can't even feed us. One of us is about to go hungry. And you know Peter, he eats a lot. So 
All they could see. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Because with our eyes, see that woman with the oil, I'll, I'll, I don't have anything but a pot of oil. I wonder what she thought when she shut that door and turned around and let's just throw a number out there. She had 458 pots. And she's got one thing of oil. I wonder as she started pouring, she's poured oil out before. She cooks. She does things. She knows, hey, I know what size vessel this is. Oh, I got to move over. Oh, I got to move over. I got to move. Hey, hey. And just kept moving and never stopped pouring. How is this happening? Because let me tell you, what's in your house can do more than you ever dreamed. What's in your house can do more than you ever thought in your head. Let me tell you, God gave you something that's greater than anything in this world. God gave us miracle working power. God gave you overcoming power. And I'm going to tell you something. Peter and John learned a lesson that day. I believe it. Because it wasn't just a little while later in Acts chapter 3 that a man begging alms looked up at him and Peter said, Acts 3 and 6, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He knew what he didn't have, but he knew what he did have. He learned something. He said, I know what's inside of me. I know that it's the power. I know that the name of Jesus can do anything. I know that the Holy Ghost inside of me adopts me to him. I know that these signs shall follow them that believe. I ain't got crutches. I ain't got braces. I ain't got no wheelchair for you, bro, and I ain't got no gold or silver. But I do have something in this earthen vessel. I got some miracle anointing, some miracle oil, some Holy Ghost and fire. I've got the name of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus, I'll give you what I got. And that man leaped to his feet. Peter grabbed him, pulled him up, and he followed him in the temple, leaping and praising God. Because that's what was in Peter's house. We are not born again under failure, but we are more than conquerors through him. Like I said before, before Jesus, I didn't have any hope. The Bible says there was a time we were without God, without hope in this world. But now we are more than conquerors. And now, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. The three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, they had something in the house. Daniel in the den of lions had something in the house. Paul and Silas in jail. Stripes on their back, bruises on their faces, bleeding, chained up, locked up. But there was something on the inside. And as they began to let what was on the inside out, there was something that they had in the house. It didn't only keep them, but it brought them out. When they began to sing and they began to pray and they began to praise, the place began to shake and the foundation shook and the door swung open and the chains fell off. And it wasn't just good enough for them, but it was good enough for the man keeping the jail. For him to be baptized, him and all his house. Oh, don't, don't discount what you've got in your house. There's something inside it. Sometimes all it takes is you just living that life of prayer and praise. And somebody's going to come to you and say, what can I do to be saved? Satan desired Peter to sift him as wheat. Sifting removes things out. But Jesus said, I'm praying for you that your faith fails not. Let me tell you, 
Don't lose that mustard seed. You can move mountains with it. What's in your house? What's in your house? Hide that word in your heart. Don't get faithless. Keep on believing. Keep holding on. I'm about to wind up. You have it in you so you can make a difference and see a miracle. It happened several different places in the scripture. The prophet came by the woman's house. It was her and her son. He said, won't you make me something to eat? She said, I just got a little oil and a little meal. I'm about to fix a cake. We're going to eat it, and we're going to die. He said, take what you've got, fix for me first, and let's see what happens. It's amazing what obedience to the word of God will do in your life. So she fixes him a cake, fixes her a cake, fixes her boy a cake, fixes breakfast the next morning, fixes his lunch that afternoon, fixes dinner that night, fixes breakfast the next morning, until the famine was over. What she had was enough for the miracle because she was willing to trust the word of God with it. Let me tell you, God puts something in you. Trust it. It's enough for you to be victorious. It's enough for you to overcome. It's enough for you to help somebody else. What's in your house? When you read the story about the good Samaritan, he runs up on a guy that's in dire straits. If he stays there, he's probably going to die. Wounded, bleeding, busted up, robbed, nothing left. He didn't run to the pharmacy. He run to the doctor. But he took from his own self oil and wine, poured it in the wounds, used some kind of material he had. I don't know if he ripped his shirt or what he did, but he, he made bandages and wrapped that guy up, put him on his horse, donkey, whatever he was riding, took that man to the inn, turns him in, takes his money out of his pocket, says this ought to cover him for it. For a while, said it. When I come back through, if, if he's racked up any other charges, I got enough to take care of that too. He's saying there's more where that came from. This don't never run out. But what I'm trying to get you to see is he had enough himself to provide for this man's need. God has equipped us. We are not just puppets and we're not just. Uh, paper mache people that that was just supposed to look good and never do nothing we're not just uh, statues we're not you know we're valuable we're precious to the Lord but we're not set on a shelf to never do anything but God equipped us so that we could lift up our eyes to the field and see that the harvest was ripe he said I'm going to send you out like lambs wolves I know what I'm doing but I know that what's in you Holy Ghost filled lambs. Beats a wolf every day. Beats a lion every day. Beats a bear every day. What's in your house? When we ask, God, I need this, He'll ask us sometimes, What do you got in your house? You can stand with me. Scripture that we quote so often, 
Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. I think that that woman pouring that oil out was shocked that all those vessels was filled out of her one. I'm sure when they went to bar and they started carrying more and more vessels in and she's like, this ain't going to go good. I'm going to have a bunch of empty vessels. There's no way that you can make me believe that that woman thought at the beginning that every one of these vessels is going to be filled. I just don't believe. I believe she was desperate, so she said, Lord, I'm going to do what this man of God said. Sometimes it's just that first step onto the water that gets you moving. And before it was over with, okay, that's two vessels, three. Man, that's great. That'll get me out. She's probably in her head calculating. That'll get me out of debt. And all of a sudden, she's like, I'm about to pad my savings account. Because he did exceedingly abundantly above all that she could ask or think. But it was according to the power. It's according to the power that works in you and me. It's according to what you got in your house. Using what you got in your house. I want to open the altar. Get you to come take inventory of what's in your house. There's some empty vessels that's got your miracle on it in this altar today. You need to come on and start pouring out into it. Let me tell you, the Lord's sitting out empty vessels all across this altar. And if you'll come pour out what's in you, God's going to do a miracle. Because you got something in your house. Come on, pour it out. Let that Holy Ghost speak. Hallelujah. Mm. What's in your house, Saint? What's in your house? I am cleansed. I am washed. I am sanctified. I am holy.
you, Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost today? Aren't you thankful for what God's put in you? It'd be bad, one man said, if in this life only we had hope. If we didn't have nothing to look forward to, if there wasn't nothing in us to get us to that next place, if there wasn't something in us to get us through day by day. That's a progress, man. That's a process and a progress and a day-by-day walk. And we have to take that cross up daily. And and there's going to be opposition and things we go through. But I'm telling you, you've got something inside of you. He didn't call it a treasure for nothing. But it's a treasure in earthen vessels. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I think about treasure, I don't think about something that's not useful or something that's just junk uh, I'm thinking about something that's valuable something that's profitable something that can be used and the Lord let us know your vessels that's just earth and clay it ain't much it can do on its own but with that treasure that's inside of it man there ain't nothing nothing impossible praise God let's give him another hand clap of praise thank you for being here today Thank you for being in service today. You be encouraged. You be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And you go out and be victorious in Jesus' name. God bless you today.